0: For GateWorld.net, I'm Darren Sumner. David Reed and I are here once again with Mr. Rob Cooper and Brad Wright. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's good to see you again. You too. Uh, We're here to talk mainly about Stargate Universe, obviously. That's the big thing that that Stargate fans are all getting ready for uh, in the fall. Uh, But before we jump into that, I just want to ask you guys uh, about the movies, if there's a, a status update on the SG 1. And Atlantis films that you can
1: give at this point. Uh, let's just say that we're still uh, going forward. There's been a slight delay in, in uh, going into pre-production, but that's that's okay. It hasn't. Uh, it doesn't mean we're not doing it. And uh, either one, in fact, uh, I, I can almost guarantee we're proceeding with uh, with the SG One movie uh, this year for shooting
0: in 2009. Yes. Great. Uh, is, it, is it the impact of uh, the economy that's perhaps delaying
1: them? There's been a, there's a little bit of that. Um, I, think, uh, I think it's fair to say that the uh, DVD market has changed considerably in the nope. last six to eight months. Uh, but we're still in the, uh, in the film and television making business, so it's just a question of trying to find ways to make things work.
0: And for SG one, is this uh, still the original idea that that you were talking about
1: last year? Yep. It's a it's an O'Neill movie, and is is Rick confirmed that he's going to do it? Uh, that deal isn't uh, set in stone yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's part of the uh, ongoing thing. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Rick's doing uh, episodes of Universe. Uh, he's uh, he's coming. He was just uh, he was just here yesterday uh, shooting uh, an episode of Universe uh, with us. So that relationship is always ongoing, mm. and. Uh, it's good to have him back.
0: Right. Uh, the Atlantis movie then is that a little bit more pushback? Is that looking?
1: No. Paul and Joe uh, are, are writing the script, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just a question of uh, of uh, which one we can proceed with first. And and there, you know, there's there are issues as there always are, but uh, the, the, there have been a few changes in the. The way the world works right now, and in, in terms of uh, especially in terms of DVD sales. So, when we were here talking to you last year, Ark of Truth had just come out
0: and seemed to be doing very, very well in sales. Uh, and Continuum was obviously getting ready for its big summer release and the big Comic Con push. Uh, from our end of the table, it looked like those movies did tremendously well for direct to, to DVD with the budgets they had. Uh, so, I'm, I'm been scratching my head a little stymied at, at MGM's thought process in terms of green lighting more well the reality is
1: they did do very well and and they did very well right at the uh, at the tail end of a, of a time when the economy was still really cooking yeah come on things have changed a little bit they since do, I mean a lot it? of these things get get
2: produced based on projections not on past performance of other mm-hmm. things so they look at how stuff is doing in the market and they pre- try and predict what the new product will do and so those projections get affected by by sales of product that is in the marketplace right now not, not the movie that was released last year the Stargate movie. I mean there's a certain baseline they can expect based on the franchise's past performance mm-hmm. but everything is down significantly across the board and so whether the budget that they that we think will make a good product is viable for them is where the, uh, you know there's a slight disconnect right now, and and as far as Atlantis is concerned, that's that that's not just MGM. That's um, Sci-Fi Channel is
0: also involved in that. Mm-hmm. And I guess they'll be airing it first. Well, that's that's partly what's what's in question. So,
1: mm-hmm. Stargate Universe. We're in the middle of shooting mm. uh, episode five right now, mm-hmm. and cool. it is—you uh, know—we keep looking around and touching wood and, and waiting for the other shoe to drop. But damn, it's—it's uh, it's been a good time, and mm-hmm. uh, clipping along. Everybody's coming coming together, and our, we couldn't be happy with our cast. And uh, they're all twittering like crazy. They love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a guarantee that you're gonna. Uh, suddenly all start clicking and, and, and the stories are going to be working and everything's going to be uh, the way you hoped it was going to be. Uh,
2: I mean I think there's a lot of fear amongst the fans that it's going to be uh, so different that it's not Stargate or uh, that it's yeah. not going to be something that they like and, and they want a science fiction show to watch. I think there's a, 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 you know, uh, certainly a need out there for science fiction Product there's a demand for people who want they want good genre programming mm-hmm. and I think they're afraid that it's going to be too dark or that it's not going to be something they they want out of out of a sci-fi show but right. I, I don't I don't think that's going to be the case I, I mean uh, you know dark and edgy is a kind of a a couple of buzzwords that people like to attach to things. Um, it at the end of the day, it's going to be. It's going to have a lot of the things that I think people have always liked about Stargate: the, the sort of sense of adventure and and exploration and accessibility and hope. I mean, I, I've always. I, I mean, I think there's going to be a little more uh, reality in it. It's 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 tr- we're trying to get more realistic about. The characters; it is more character-driven. Um, if if I could compare it to the old shows, the old shows were more of an action-adventure series. These are more. This is this is more dramatic. Mm-hmm. It's not to say we've completely lost our sense of humor. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 not going to be uh, hopefully not pretentious or take itself too seriously. But at the same time, I think it's going to be more uh, dramatic. And take itself a little more seriously then, Mm. which I think I think some fans will embrace in a more positive way. I think there was uh, occasionally a a sense that maybe we weren't taking the show seriously enough from fans. I don't think that's the case with this show.
0: I'm certainly looking forward to the the more serious, more dramatic, more character focused, uh, which is something that David and I talk about a lot in the context of. The new stuff that we're airing, but can you guys uh, talk a little bit about your your reasons, your thought processes that went into the idea of doing a show that is so stylistically and tonally different from what we've
1: been doing for fifteen seasons? I I have to give uh, Rob uh, uh, the lion's share of the credit for that because, um, and and in part it it comes from a, a mutual desire to, to raise our game, but but also. Um, you know, uh, Robert, as a director and and as a filmmaker, really uh, wanting to explore new ground that that Stargate has never explored before. Neither one of us really wanted to do the same
2: old thing again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, we we looked at it to, as an opportunity to say, look, we don't we don't really want to do another version of the show, just you know, SG three or whatever, yeah. and uh, and. You know, I think, again, fans react as though we're somehow rejecting them if we say we want to attract a broader audience mm-hmm. or we want to change things up. For us, creatively, we mm-hmm. want to do something different. That's important that we feel... Uh-huh. I mean, when you've done 300 hours of a particular franchise, you kind of get to the point where, well, we've told that story a million times. What's What can we do differently? And what always make something different are the characters, the point of view that you're telling the story right. through. Um, but I think we we wanted to do something that was maybe a little more uh, grown up, uh, a little more mature in terms of the, the way we attacked the characters and also uh, something that that was again, I don't mean to sound critical of the Past shows, but sure. I think one of the things that, that, that sort of bothered me uh, as a producer was that we tried very hard to to make a little movie every week, a feature right. film that was the production value was you know uh, spectacular, but yet we didn't have the money,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and you know I'm a television fan. I love television, and I think there's things that television does very, very well, and that is telling stories over the long mm-hmm. term and getting you invested in characters and people. And not to say that Stargate Universe isn't going to be spectacular. I mean, if you've seen the sets, and, and, uh, and, and well, one day you will. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, you're, you're going to see it's, it's, it's got a tremendous production value. I'm not selling it short, but my point is that, that the mentality was to go into it with the idea of not trying to reach beyond the means of our budget, not trying to make a hundred million dollar film mm-hmm. you know, with significantly less than that, but rather make a great television show mm-hmm. and, and shoot it in such a way that would embrace the elements that are going to be spectacular, which are the actors and the stories and the characters, and not reach beyond our capabilities budget-wise, of, of um, uh, you know, making something that at the end of the day to certain audiences might come across as being silly. And one of the good examples of that is, you know, the aliens. What, what are aliens going to be like in Stargate Universe? Mm-hmm. Um, That's one of my questions. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, the, the reality was uh, SG-1 was an extension of a feature film. And 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 there was a rationale for the aliens that that we met and and, and, yeah. and of the Gould and because it was a television world we we made them English speaking, mm-hmm. and then the Wraith was the rationale for that universe. But still, I mean, Rob and I looked at each other and said, "Can we get away from latex face English speaking aliens?" And, <laughs> and it, or and, just humans walking around out there, or exactly speaking uh, English, speaking mm-hmm. English, yeah. Um,
2: I think there's a segment of the television watching audience who would watch a show like that and say, "That's that kind of show," and I don't like that kind of show. There's, you know, latex faces and puppets and it's the pointed ears. Yeah, yeah and the I, show with the pointed ears. I don't, I don't watch that. Yeah. I'm not a sci-fi fan. What we're trying, in some ways, to do, and it's not, it's not a, uh, uh, it's not a sort of. Cheap commercial move on our part to try and attack that audience. It's rather the idea of trying to make a show that that we want to make, but that but it, that it is more of a drama that happens to be set in a world that allows us to put characters in situations that are
0: interesting to us. Sci-fi is- genre. Situations, yeah. When and your show is fundamentally about the characters and their relationships and their their interactions with each other, you can do. I would think you could do a lot more on standing sets. Uh, and
1: not that isn't even really and, the goal. I mean, it's not. It's not a question of trying to be on standing sets. It's it's a question of um, although our ship is amazing and <laughs> interior and exterior, but you would spend so much time, you know, going to a planet that was
2: that was supposedly an alien planet and worrying about what the doorknobs were going to look like and, mm-hmm. and and trying to create a world on that planet and yet kind of fall short because you didn't really have the money to create you, would, you could create one room and then a map painting and, and so one of the things this because this show is about a ship that's out in the universe trying to explore what's really out there we wanted to try and capture some of the sort of you know those emotions of being out on that frontier of anything could be out there it's a it's a completely new canvas and and let's not do all the things we've done before let's yeah. try and bring a new sense of wonder so that the audience and the characters are experiencing something that none of us have seen before that is that is fresh and feels like adventure, as opposed to falling back in on the mythology that that you know has had become so kind of tied into each other itself.
1: They, they're, the, the exactly. When a show goes for ten years and five years respectively, uh, you create a mythology and a, and a a world within which the stories take place that that has to has to acknowledge, you know, each other. And, and we are so far away now from, from the Milky Way and or Pegasus it, it's such a completely new start it allows us to um, imagine a, s- stories take place where we don't have to worry about well where are the wraith, where are the ghoul where are the Asgard, where are this, where are that Our mytholo- that mythology can while it's still, we're still talking about Earth now uh, the events that are happening to us are so removed from from events in the Milky Way or Pegasus, for that matter, that that it's a different canvas. David and I are continuity
0: geeks, and I would imagine that after twelve years, the mythology of the show might be something of a of a handicap as a writer. You're carving out a lot of boundaries every time you put a new episode to screen. You know, well, then now we have established this, so we have to work around that every time we want to tell a new story.
2: That's why being in the out past the galaxies we're used to dealing with sort of frees us up from that um
1: the other thing is uh the old series uh SG-1 and and Atlantis and and as much as uh as much as the Gould were the rationale for uh the Milky Way and the Wraith were the rationale for Pegasus they were still good versus evil and and it was whenever we had uh our characters fighting each other in any respect it seemed petty in comparison to the larger battle that was going on between mm. us and them mm. and now that we are uh, not only are we removed from, from our uh, galaxy and going home is not an option right now and uh, we, we are also the ship is also populated with the wrong people these are not mm. the folks that were supposed to go here uh-huh. and hopefully more real people people who
2: are not you know, uh, uh, mythological archetypes, but rather flawed human beings who are going to interact in the way that a, you know, microcosm of society will interact in that situation. I mean, you look at a show like Survivor where, you know, you take a bunch of people and put them on an island and how do they act and and the best and worst of them comes out Mm -hmm. and that's something we want to try and and reflect on the show.
1: N- n- nobody is to going to be a perfect hero, and nobody's going to be a perfect villain either. That isn't to say there won't be acts of extraordinary acts of heroism, uh, because uh, th- that's what you need to do to survive. I was talking about uh, I, this sounds
2: uh, again pretentious, but in terms of how how to describe these things, to, I was talking to Joel Goldsmith about the the music the other day. We were he was like. Ooh, I don't understand what's the tone. How do we cuz you know he was trying to capture what what the idea is for the show and and um I said, "Well, do you remember do you remember how you felt when you were watching you know the events of 9/11 and how horrific it was initially and how you got that sort of mm-hmm. feeling in the pit of your stomach of this is this Everything is the worst changes. thing I've ever yeah. this is the worst thing I've ever seen and it's 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 terrible, and then moments later you were seeing images of people walking down the street covered in dust and other people coming out to help them and and the way in which sort of you know human beings just came in to and there was an emotional reaction you had to that, and you felt well, somewhere in the midst of this there's there's hope and I think that that sort of fear and and terror of 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 a, of a, of a tragedy combined with the sense that that there is there is hope for us in, in in the basic ways in which human beings survive uh, is is the essence of the story we're trying to tell. There's people who are thrown into a situation where they are not prepared for and and uh, potentially aren't capable of dealing with, but at the same time have to survive and come together and work together. So when we say dark and edgy, yes, it does. It, there are there is death and there is jeopardy and danger and, and behavior that is probably unheroic but at the same time you see all that positive things about, about people come out too so I think and, and the idea that we're you know, doing that in juxtaposed to exploring the wonders of the universe so I do believe there is
0: that there is still the, the core essence of what is Stargate that people will appeal to people if there are not archetypes, there are still heroes that that you want to root for and, and characters that you like.
2: Yeah, who then turn around and act in flawed ways, and you know, why did you do that? Well, yeah, but that's what that's what people are like. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and I think that's fascinating and, and hopefully more
0: engaging. You, know, you don't have a super boys who can speak twenty five different languages, and they're only twenty eight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I mean you do you have geniuses, but you don't right. they don't they're not they're not they have flawed aspects to their personal yeah. lives, which makes them more realistic or they aren't always right they press yeah. a, they, they say you know pressing this button is going to save the day and then it doesn't mm. and then the other the other thing that people are going to notice and I'm sure is going to be a big question is the way we're shooting the show, which is you know markedly different from there's from a new the director other. of photography. Uh sure. well he he did the pilot. Uh, Ron uh, Ron Schmidt who who shot the shield did the first three episodes okay. and then um Jim Minard and Michael Blundell taking over, alternating after okay. that. Uh, we have some new directors in the mix too. But but it was it was the idea was, again, in in the spirit of changing things up, I think there will be those who accuse us of um uh, copying other other shows. Uh but the idea was to, again, in, in the spirit of trying to f- feel as though this was r- more reality, to shoot it like a documentary, to say uh, what, ha- what would happen if a documentary crew were f- to ride along on this mm-hmm. adventure to outer space? What would it look like? And how would you create an atmosphere for actors to act more as though it was a naturalistic mm verite feeling that we could light the scene have them walk into the scene behave as though they were really there and then let the cameras capture that it's it's there's i believe that there's a difference between what we're doing and just constantly waving the camera around for style's (laughs) sake um people i'm sure will disagree uh But if you watch The Shield, which was the show that Ron did for seven years, their first idea was, they looked at a lot of Vietnam War footage, and the idea was, well, what if we, what would, what what if we took a camera crew and dropped them into Southeast LA and, you know, shot the gang wars from the point of view of this, you know, guerrilla-style camera crew trying to capture that action. and suddenly the sets and the, and the visual effects become part of the backdrop rather than the foreground, and maybe they will feel more realistic as though it's really happening. So it's not, and hopefully have audiences that maybe couldn't embrace those aspects of sci-fi feel as though it was really happening. I mean, another, another good example is Cloverfield, which I think um, you know, went to a real extreme, but did a great job of making you feel as though the sci-fi elements, the vis effects, the monsters, was just just happening, and that the people that were going through this were the focus. It was about those characters that you were following through the story, and that everything else just happened to be happening around you. And there was a sense of realism to that that was
1: I, I found really uh, effective. You got fleeting glimpses of the monster because. He didn't really want to be standing there with a the camera pointing at the monster because he would eat you. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, I really—not uh, not that you know—we have monsters. Uh, well, we, actually, we are going to do a few monsters, monsters yeah. yeah. But but <laughs> but, uh, but uh, it, it, and it's not like we're operating the camera at all times. But um, but it's going to seem more realistic in that sense.
0: Yeah.
1: We hope. We hope. I mean, it
2: it definitely. From, my, from From me, from what i 've seen so far of the cut footage and the way it's going and uh, people other people watching it is it gives you an immediacy and a sense of of uh, feeling like you're part of what's happening to a greater extent
1: it's it's for the performers as well it, it allows them to do a scene in the space and and it becomes about capturing that performance as opposed to uh, instead of shooting
2: a shot a shot scene with a master and then coverage and then somebody's reading off screen and and well there's a green screen here and you have to act to this or whatever. You you set up the scene. They walk in and they perform it as though they're the real people in that situation mm-hmm. from
1: start to finish. And it's mm-hmm. our job to capture it. Mm-hmm. As opposed to uh, shooting in one direction, close up, master, turn around. Mm-hmm. So if it's there's there's
2: arguments, there's overlaps in those arguments, people are able to talk as though they're really there in that situation and not performing for the artificial construct of the camera and the lights, which often makes you act within a box and makes everything feel just that little bit more phony, I think. I mean that's you know it's a it's a it's an idea that we're exploring and hopefully people are embracing.
1: Well, it's part of an ongoing vocabulary of, of of filmmaking that's changing in the world. I mean reality television, reality television videos, videos
2: YouTube, the fact that people are are becoming accustomed to things like, you know, video cameras adjusting to uh, the light and auto irising and 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 the imperfections of your own personal camera use, your home videos, seeing things slightly out of focus or zooming in on you at the wrong time or all of those things become the language in your brain of what reality looks like or what the real world looks like through the lens of a video camera. Mm-hmm. And and using some of that to, you know, give drama, in this case, you know, sci-fi, a little bit more reality is, is where we're going with it.
0: This is a, a really interesting time for fans because uh, Atlantis and SG-1 obviously overlapped, but now we're in sort of a time between the times, and we're all uh, waiting, expectantly to see what the new show is going to look like, how it's going to be the same, and how it's going to be different. So one of my questions that, that is, is outstanding, uh, looking ahead to the premiere in the fall, is uh, is there a team? Are there recon units that, that go and visit planets? and And then how does the Stargate itself become or or remain a focal piece of
1: the show the Stargate is still very much a part of the show uh, it's a it's a uh, it's how we get to it's how we get to these other planets that we that we're, that we're visiting uh, I don't want to give too much away from the show but <clears throat> but it, there's a, an additional element uh, when you're when you're in a moving ship uh, that is going through planets uh, through galaxies uh, that that changes that changes things, and uh, adds a, it adds a whole other layer of drama to to storytelling. Uh, uh, but well, well, believe me, we haven't forgotten the stargate.
2: And there's a and there's a nice ticking clock that evolves because because the ship is is a runaway train basically. You c- you can't fly. We don't, we, have a, we can't control it, it's and right. we don't know how to fly it or turn so these it. These are the
1: things that I didn't want to give away. Really? Yeah, not. Uh, I thought that was out uh, there. All right. I guess it is.
2: My point is it stops for a period of time when it comes into range of yeah, the gate, and then you know, it might be six hours, it might be two days, but the point is you don't have control over that, and maybe what you want is on that planet, and, and you have a certain amount of time to explore it or, or, or get what you need or, or do whatever you want to do and mm. and then um, and then get back to the ship. Uh, to answer your question, I think it is much more an ensemble then there is, no, there is not a four-person team that, that is the focus of the show. There is, you know, eight or nine characters who are ongoing uh, part of it, which is incredible. It, it's a challenge. I mean, it's incredible <laughs> how much you have to, you know, how many, juggling that many balls and trying to give everybody something. And the yeah. thing is, they're all great. I mean, y- you know, you, you sit there and go, gee, I, I really... I would love to write a scene for this character because I, I love seeing them in action, and you realize you you have nine or people to do that for, and and, and squeezing that all into an and hour. it looks like top. you guys got a great cast. Oh
1: man, we have a. We're I very think you're going
2: to fall in love with them. I really do, and and uh, we are, you know, I think doing a pretty good job of balancing it out so far.
0: These guys are good. Well, thanks, guys. I cannot tell you how excited we are. Genuinely. To to see this show. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a little
2: more serialized than than Mm -hmm. the other shows. Character-wise, the stories will still sort of hopefully resolve within the hour.
0: Well, you're finding your way, and we're watching that unfold, you know? And and by virtue of how you're approaching it, it's more real. So Yeah. We're experiencing it just along... With everyone else, you know, this is our show. Yeah, as much as it is yours.
1: Could you make a few for us then? Uh, <laughs> I mean,
0: like we we take ownership of it. You know, it's it's we welcome it into our homes and it becomes a part of our lives. So.
1: Definitely a part of our lives right now. Mm. Just ask my wife. Wormhole disengaged.